It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Thursday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio Thursday, June 2nd. Happy birthday to Buck from Iroquois. I call him Buckster from Shively all the time, and he, he corrected me a couple of weeks ago. He said, can you just say from Iroquois, not from Shively? I don't know what he's got against Shively. Shively's a wonderful area of town. Dixie Highway. But uh, Buck from Iroquois, happy 59th birthday. Yeah, you're old. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 414-1450. Don't forget, Thornton's, it's the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee and delicious donuts. Visit our friends at Thornton's and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. It is Movie Thursday. Uh, got a few things to talk about before I get to that, but I don't want to don't want to do it an injustice like I did baseball. I didn't spend enough time on baseball movies last Thursday. I spent the entire first segment talking about other things, and then by the time the show ended, I hadn't gotten nearly into as many baseball movies as I had planned. So I'm not going to make that same mistake today. Basketball movies. Look, Hoosiers won the poll in a landslide. We knew it would. I knew it would. There aren't a ton of basketball movies, but there are more than I anticipated. There are some basketball movies that I had completely forgotten about. So I want to thank everybody from the media members to the former pro athletes to just the friends of mine, all my uh, compatriots that uh, helped with the poll. We'll do football next week, football uh, movies next week, but this week we focus on basketball movies. Before I get to that, this is my final show of the week. No show tomorrow. Um, I texted the boss to tell him. I hadn't, haven't heard back yet. I'm going to go to Lexington for uh, St. X baseball tomorrow. Um, I will be on the air Saturday right here on the Big X, 11 a.m. I think Matt mentioned it at the end of his show. The New Albany Bulldogs and the Jasper Wildcats from Jasper, 11 a.m. first pitch. All the action. If you can't make it up to Jasper, you can uh, listen to uh, the game called by me, unfortunately for you, called by me Saturday at 11. If the uh, Bulldogs are fortunate enough to come away with a victory in that game, we'll uh, figure out some way and somewhere to have the uh, the game that evening on. I know we have Bats Baseball uh, this weekend as well. But uh, I'll be in New Albany. Also, Silver Creek, Providence. Also um, have uh, hopefully two games each this Saturday in their regionals as well. NBA starts tonight. NBA finals start tonight. Boston and Golden State. Um, 9 o'clock ABC. Golden State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Over under 213-and-a-half. I'll give you some picks before uh, the show is over. Um. Golden State has dropped. They, at, at one time, were minus 155 to win the series. That's now 145. That tells me that uh, more money has come in on the Celtics to win the series than the Warriors. Now, the Celtics had a great price at plus 135. That's now down to plus 125. But it, it's gotten a little bit closer, and I expect a great Series, I expect it to go at least six, maybe seven games. 
Um, who wins? Well, Golden State has the experience. Does that matter? That's the question of the day. Six finals in uh, eight years. Steph's been in all of them. Clay's been at most of them. Draymond Green has been in a lot of them. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is new to this uh, this rodeo. But for the most part, the experience lies with the Golden State Warriors. Boston has been to conference finals recently. Uh, so J- Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they know how to lose and not get to the NBA finals. Al Horford, he held the distinction until this past week of having the most playoff games in NBA history without making it to an NBA final. He had played in 141 playoff games coming into game seven of the previous series against Miami. That is no longer his record because he is now in the finals, but his first trip to the finals. So it's a new experience for almost everybody on this Boston team. Marcus Smart, Daniel Tice, Grant Williams, Robert Williams III, who may or may not play tonight. You go down the line, and there is no NBA Finals experience on this team. Does that matter? You know, the Warriors have four titles in those uh, five trips, five previous trips to the Finals. They have four titles. Or they have three titles, excuse me. They've lost twice. They lost to Cleveland and LeBron James with a rookie coach, Ty Lue, And they lost to the Toronto Raptors with rookie coach Nick Nurse. Guess what the Boston Celtics have? A rookie coach, Ime Udoka, who appears to be a star in the making as far as coaching ranks are concerned. So I don't know how much experience matters as far as coaching is concerned. That seems to be a trend that might actually help Boston. But as far as experience on the court, I expect Steph Curry to be great. I expect Klay Thompson to be nearly his former before-the-injuries Klay Thompson. And I expect Draymond Green to be great. The question is, how great will the Celtics be? How great will that number one in the NBA defense be? Defense travels. I've said this before. You can miss a lot of shots. You can be hot one night, cold the next night from three-point land. You can get in foul trouble. You can miss layups. You can do a whole lot of different things. Turn the ball over. Defense travels and is usually really consistent. The Celtics gave up 101 points a game this year, fewest in the NBA. Defense does not take a night off in most cases. Defense is there every night. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Robert Williams, Basket Protector. Jalen Brown, good on-ball defender. Jason Tatum, good on-ball defender. Al Horford, terrific for a big man defender. Good help defender as well. Defense, we've heard it in, in numerous sports, whether you're talking about football, soccer, hockey. Defense wins. Defense wins. Offense is, is what we see on Sports Center. It's glorious. It's fun to watch. Jacking up threes, throwing down dunks. Defense wins games. And the Celtics have won seven games on the road in this postseason. In three series, they won seven road games. That's unheard of. How do you do that? You play great defense night in and night out because it doesn't matter where you're playing. It's the same defense every night. 
You bring it defensively every night. You can go on the road and not like the environment. You had to stay in the hotel. Something's wrong back at home, and you miss shots. You still play defense. You still stop the other team. Texture says experience matters until you get old. That's a good point. Now, I don't, I don't think Golden State's an old team. That, you know, Andrew Wiggins, Curry, Clay, Green, Kevon Looney, there's your starting five. They're not old. They're experienced. They're getting old or they're getting less young. Maybe not old, but less young, older. Jason Tatum's young. Jalen Brown's young. Marcus Smart, NBA-wise, probably middle-aged. Al, Holf- Al Horford, he's old. Robert Williams, he's young. Grant Williams, he's young. Peyton Pritchard, he's young. So, yeah, I guess older, the older Golden State Warriors against the fairly inexperienced but young Boston Celtics. Does size matter? Now, while I'm talking about basketball, don't put your mind in the gutter here. Because if size matters in this series, the Celtics have a decided advantage. Decided advantage. They are taller at nearly every position. Now, Draymond Green is going to be the point forward, so he's going to be taller than Marcus Smart. I don't think Marcus Smart's going to guard Draymond Green. I think Jalen Brown will probably bring him, uh, pick him up as he crosses half court. But Marcus Smart, he's going to be bigger, stronger, Taller than Steph Curry. Jason Tatum, if he draws the Clay Thompson assignment, Clay Thompson right now with that uh, Achilles almost completely healed, the knee injury, he's not going around anybody. He's a spot up shooter. And if you're Jason Tatum, you just stick like glue to Clay Thompson. Don't let him get off one of those set shots. Robert Williams is a key here. Now, he is a game time decision tonight. With his injuries, if he plays, it is going to be tough to get anything at the rim for Kevon Looney, Andre Wiggins, guys like that. If they don't get it on the fast break, if Golden State has to set up in the half court, they're good, but Boston's defense is really good, especially on the interior. And Steph Curry's legacy. I've listened to this, what I consider – Media garbage all week long. Oh, Steph's like he's never won an MVP, a finals MVP. Andre Iguodala won the finals MVP. He didn't win it. Kevin Durant won it. He didn't win it. Steph Curry's a Hall of Famer. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Not only is he a great player who's got three titles in five trips to the finals, making his sixth trip now, he changed the game. He changed the way the game is played. If you go to any playground now or any any practice, any gym, kids are shooting 30-footers. You know who did it first? Steph Curry. Maybe his dad, Del Curry, but people noticed Steph Curry. He changed the game. He showed you that a six-foot-one, six-foot-two guy who can't play defense can make it in the NBA. And not only make it, he can be an all-star, he can be an MVP, and he can win championships. And be the best player on a championship team. Why? Because he can get his shots and he can make his shots. He changed the game. The three-point line eventually 
soon, I would think, sooner, maybe more than later, it's going to be moved back. It'll be moved. You won't be able to take a three from the corner unless you're on your tiptoes. Because of Steph Curry. He changed the game. I don't think this narrative of Steph's legacy being on the line here is true. This is just what first take and pardon the interruption and all these uh, shows, they got to talk about something. Let's talk about Steph's legacy. His legacy set. Even if the Celtics sweep the Warriors, Steph Curry still got MVP. He still got three titles. And he's still a perennial all-star who changed the game. None of that changes, regardless of what happens in this series. Injuries are key. The Celtics took advantage of injuries in their previous series. Chris Middleton, Milwaukee didn't play. Uh, Tyler Hero was out for the last three games in effect. He played six minutes in game seven. But he was in effect, missed the last three games of the Miami series. Kyle Lowry missed some games. Um, Jimmy Butler, we know, was great, but he was also banged up, inflammation in his knee. So the Celtics took advantage of these factors. Golden State, you could argue, had an easier path because they didn't have to play Phoenix. Dallas had knocked off Phoenix. So Golden State kind of had an easier path here. I still don't know who I'm going to pick. If you want to, if you want full disclosure here, total honesty, I don't even, I don't have it written down yet. Normally, I know by now who I'm picking to win the series. Golden State's got home court advantage at least tonight. Boston hasn't cared who's had home court advantage. Miami had home court advantage; it didn't matter. Milwaukee at one point led the series with Boston three games to two. Game six was in Milwaukee; didn't matter. Boston doesn't care about who the home team is. And conversely, Miami won two games in Boston. Milwaukee won a game in Boston. So they will lose at home. They will lose on the road, but they will win both places as well. I know I have to give you a pick. That's part of this gig, and I will. I had a couple other things to get to before I talk about uh, basketball movies, greatest basketball movies of all time. Pat Forty, uh, Sports Illustrated and Louisville native, reporting that Louisville is likely to keep Josh Hurd as the athletic director. Announcement is probably going to come tomorrow at a press conference. It's a big weekend, a big Friday for Louisville. Uh, they've got they start uh, postseason baseball against Southeast Missouri State at two o'clock at Patterson Stadium tomorrow. But before that, we're going to have a press conference taking the interim off of the athletic director job for Josh Hurd. I think it's the right move. I've said it before. Did a fantastic job. Also got Kenny Payne here. Uh, he stepped in when things were not good. And, um, you know, they've gotten better. I mean, Louisville football recruiting right now is uh, pounding their chest a little bit. Baseball's where it's supposed to be, hosting their seventh regional in nine years. And you got Kenny Payne. In the fold. So Josh Hurd's done a great job. I still don't understand these search firms. UofL paid a lot of money to a search firm that found Kenny Payne, which Louisville had already found. They paid more money to a search firm to find Josh Hurd, who was already there. 
and a lot of people thought was going to get the job anyway. I don't understand search firm. Unless you don't know who you want, I get it. You have to uh, you have to appease everybody in this uh, you know world of social media that we live in. Everybody, oh, we gotta we gotta do our due diligence. We didn't. We maybe we didn't do it with Chris Mack. Look what happened. Kenny Payne could flop just as badly as Chris Mack did. He probably won't, but he could. Remember when Chris Mack came, everybody thought, oh, the Savior is here. Savior's here. We don't know. Billy Gillespie was the Savior. Remember that? How'd that work out? You never know. You never know. So I don't understand these search firms. They make a lot of money doing uh, some work that, for the most part, you've already done. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, by the way, the Pirates swept the Dodgers this weekend. That's why I love baseball. In L.A., the Pirates are 22-27. and 27. The Dodgers are 33-17, and 17, even after this series. Pittsburgh went into Chavez Ravine and three games swept the Dodgers. Incredible. Uh, I talked about this yesterday. Dustin Johnson going to play on the Live Tour, at least the first event of the Live Tour. I, we found out more later in the day yesterday. Now, this first event is next weekend just outside London. It, uh, it's PGA competition is the RBC Canadian Open. Dustin Johnson, one of his sponsors is RBC, Royal Bank of Canada. All right. Why would he go not play in the RBC Canadian Open, sponsored by one of his own sponsors, to go play in the Live Tour outside of London? Well, how about $100 million? I said this yesterday. Jack Nicholas was offered $100 million to be the face of this live tour, this uh, alternate tour that wants to compete against the PGA. He said no. No, thank you. Greg Norman is the face of the live tour. I don't know how much money Greg Norman got, but we found out yesterday Dustin Johnson is going to get a $100 million appearance fee I'm going to have to assume that's to play in all eight events on the Live Tour. L-I-V, by the way, is how it is, the Live Tour. I'm assuming if you're going to give a guy 100 mil, he's got to play in all eight events. These are team events. There are 48 guys in the first event, four, uh, 12 four-man teams. And if you're Dustin Johnson, I don't blame you. I don't blame you, DJ. Go. You've you, – won majors before go play make some make some green and if you win you're going to get more money if your team wins you make more money he's going to make a lot more than 100 million he's getting 100 million for showing up wow now i don't know if if that's the face of the you know the the actual player you you wanted maybe they contacted uh scotty scheffler or bryson DeChambeau or Somebody a little more outgoing, a little more outspoken. Uh, DJ, how'd you play? Well, I thought I played pretty good, you know. Um, hit the ball well. Um, you know, I'm married to Gretzky's daughter, so I really don't care how much good golf I play. That's my DJ impression. But he is going to be the number one golfer in this uh, in this league. It's It's, it's interesting. It's hard to turn down 100 mil to play golf. And the factor that I mentioned yesterday is he's still going to play in the Masters. 
PGA Tour has nothing to do with who plays in the Masters. Still going to play in the British Open or the Open Championship, whatever you want to call it. PGA has no jurisdiction. And he's still going to play in the U.S. Open. The USGA runs the U.S. Open, not the PGA. The only major that he's probably going to be banned from is the PGA Championship. I think he's okay with that. He'll play in World Golf Championships. He will not be the last one to go here. He won't. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. It's Movie Thursday. Greatest basketball movies of all time on the way. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Apple. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. The uh, Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450. Only if you'd like to discuss basketball movies, because that's where we're headed now. Best basketball movies of all time, 384-1450 to discuss. If you'd like to text me on the Thorns text line, it's 502-414-1450. Download Thorns Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. That's the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. And hit me up with your basketball movies on the Thornton's text line, 414-1450. Are you tired of buying expensive sunglasses only to lose or break them or worse? You never even wear them because you don't want them to get dirty? I'll tell you about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent American-owned company. started right here in Kentucky. They're changing the way you wear sunglasses in the outdoors. And by the way, it's going to be a glorious outdoor weekend. The weather forecast looks incredible, whether you're going to Kentucky High School Baseball in Lexington or Indiana High School Baseball in the four regional sites or Louisville Baseball in the uh, regional tournament out of Jim Patterson Stadium. It's going to be beautiful. And Shady Rays is there with sunglasses. Uh, and It's an industry-best combination of fit, style, performance without the, uh, the big uh, price tag. ShadyRays.com is where I go for my sunglasses. I've got three pairs. My wife's got a pair as well. Um, they have the most insane warranty in all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. You lose them, first day you get them, you lose them. Or your grandmother sits on them, whatever. You break a pair. Um, they'll replace them for free. For free. They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, you exchange them for a new pair, return them for free within 30 days. There is absolutely no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for listeners of this program, Shady Rays is offering 25% off so you can try them out, see what they're all about. Use the code BIGX at checkout for 25 off all adult shades. That's at ShadyRays.com. I got mine ready to go this weekend. I'll be at uh, St. X Baseball tomorrow, New Albany Baseball Saturday, and then hopefully the Louisville Cardinals are still alive, and uh, I'll be at Patterson Stadium Sunday and maybe even Monday night if there's a seventh game in that regional. All right, let's get to uh, – the topic of the day, it is Movie Thursday. We did baseball movies last week. We're doing basketball movies today. All right, Hoosiers is number one. Uh, look, here's the thing. And I'm look, I'm grumpy old man, I admit it. Hoosiers got 70 votes on the poll. The next closest with 21 votes was White Men Can't Jump. Uh, that's a pretty big discrepancy, 70 to 21. If you didn't have Hoosiers in your top three, 
which is, I'm going to call him out, T.J. Walker. There were, and he's not the only one. But if you didn't have Hoosiers in your top three, I don't know if we can be, if we can hang out. I don't know if we can have a beer together or not. It is the ultimate basketball movie. You got the underdog aspect. You've got Indiana high school basketball. You've got Gene Hackman. Never go wrong with Gene Hackman. I mean, French Connection. Uh, Young Frankenstein. No Way Out. Gene Hackman, incredible. So, if you don't have Hoosiers in your top three, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you were, uh, maybe you had some bad Chinese food before you watched it. Go watch it again. <sighs> Unbelievable film. My set, my number two. Now this is not the uh, the result of the voters. This is me. My number two is Blue Chips, and we'll I'll get to I'll talk more about these movies uh, as we go along here. But Nick Nolte. Uh, Mary McDonald, Shaquille O'Neal, and Penny Hardaway, and former Indiana Hoosier Matt Nover. Uh, they're great. It's a great movie. And it, you know, you bring in the underbelly of what used to be illegal recruiting. It used to be pre-NIL. You know, uh, Matt Nover's character gets a tractor because his dad's, a, a, you know, they live on a farm. He gets a state-of-the-art tractor. Penny Hardaway's mom gets a house. Shaq, uh, Leon Boudot is his name. He doesn't ask for anything. He doesn't ask for anything. He gets some stuff anyway. That's a great movie. Nick Nolte, who did a lot of watching Bobby Knight before uh, the filming of this film, of this movie, he's great. Uh, Rick Pitino's in it. Uh, Dickie V is in it. I go down, I'll go down the list here shortly. My th- number three is for me is semi-pro. Now, I love a good comedy. When I did baseball movies, I had Bull Durham up there, Major League up there. Semi-pro to me, uh, hilarious, hilarious basketball movie. Um, And look, you kind of have to be a certain age because it's about the American Basketball Association, the ABA, that competed with the NBA in the 70s. Um. The Flint Tropics, a fictional team, but they also used real teams. The Kentucky Colonels, the Spirits of St. Louis, the Indiana Pacers, San Antonio Spurs, real ABA teams before some of those teams went to the NBA. Uh, Will Ferrell as Jackie Moon is is just top-notch Will Ferrell. Woody Harrelson is great. Maura Tierney is great in it. Andre 3000 is... Uh, one of the players that's fantastic. And it basically is life in the ABA. And if you were around, the ABA was crazy. There's a documentary uh, about the Spirits of St. Louis that uh, were one of the teams in the NBA. They weren't the St. Louis Spirits. They were the Spirits of St. Louis. And there's a great documentary if you can find it. It's fabulous. Bob Costas was like 12 years old or something when he started doing their games on the radio. And it, it talks about the culture of ABA basketball. In, in the movie, Semi-Pro, Woody Harrelson's character gets traded to Flint for a washing machine. That sounds crazy. That was the ABA. 
they had uh, you know uh, b- fighting with a bear at midcourt in a ring uh, after the game. These these uh, the ABA was all about promotions. It was all about promotions. Jump a motorcycle over seven cheerleaders. These were things that really happened or could have happened in the ABA. But so those are my three. Hoosiers is number one by far. Blue Chips is number two. Semi-Pro is uh, number three. All right, now here's how the voting went. Hoosiers got a lot of first-place votes, a lot of second-place votes. They finished with 70 points. Um, if you haven't seen Hoosiers, I really don't know don't know what to tell you. It got 7.5. By the way, it is not the top-ranked basketball movie on IMDb. We'll get to what is. But it got 7.5, which is a really good score. 1986, rated PG, one hour, 54 minutes. Uh, Gene Hackman is Norman Dale. He's got a checkered past. Um, you know, he hit one of his college players, and now he's trying to uh, rejuvenate his coaching career at a small high school in Indiana. Hickory is the fictional high school. It's based on Milan High School, of course, who um, was an underdog who won a state championship. Dennis Hopper won an Academy Award as Shooter, the local drunk whose son is on the team. Uh, he's split up from his wife, but he's going to help coach. Then he falls off the wagon. It's uh, He's fantastic as Shooter. Uh, Barbara Hershey playing Myra Fleener, sort of a little love interest of Gene Hackman's character. He's good. The kids that played basketball uh, were fantastic, including my man, Jimmy Chitwood. You got to love Jimmy Chitwood. He wasn't on the team. He didn't like the coach. He was probably going to transfer to Terhune. And when they're getting ready to fire Gene Hackman, Jimmy steps in and says, I, I want to play again, but I'm only going to play if, if coach stays. So they keep Gene Hackman. Of course, the rest is history. They beat, uh, I don't know, was it South Bend Central in the final um, at Butler Fieldhouse where they actually filmed the uh, the game scenes from the title game. It's just a feel-good movie. It's a great feel-good movie. You come away with a smile on your face, and it is the quickest hour and 54 minutes you'll ever spend. And those of you who didn't vote for Hoosiers in your top three, I don't know why you're so angry at life. I really don't. I really don't. And I know there are probably Kentucky fans out there that that I emailed or that emailed the show, texted the show, and didn't put it on there because it's just because it's named Hoosiers. It's not about IU basketball. Okay? It's about high school basketball. And it is fabulous. Number two on the list I already mentioned was White Men Can't Jump. I don't know how much I can talk about this movie. 1992, rated R. Uh, comes in just under two hours, one hour, 55 minutes. It got 6.8, which is not necessarily very good. On IMDb, 6.8 out of 10. That's not great. It's not awful, but it's not great. Um, 1992. And that's probably the year I saw this movie. So I can't talk a lot about what I remember about this movie. That's 30 years ago. Um, I will read the description to you. Black and white basketball hustlers join forces to double their chances of winning money on the street courts and in a basketball tournament. Billy and Sidney... That's a Wesley Snipes as Sidney Dean and Woody Harrelson as Billy Hoyle. 
Rosie Perez, I remember it was glorious because she was Rosie Perez. Um, again, not I don't remember a lot about this movie. Kadeem Hardison was in it. He could play some ball. Uh, I like a lot of these movies that had guys that really played basketball. Marcus Johnson, uh, former UCLA Bruin, former NBA player, was in this movie as well. Uh, but basically it was two guys hustling the world at, on the basketball court. Uh, I love the title, White Men Can't Jump. Could Woody Harrelson dunk? That uh, I'm not going to give it away, but that was one of the questions, one of the reasons it's named what it's named. Number three on the list, and this one got, uh, let's see, 21 votes. It actually tied for a second. Hoop Dreams. Now, the problem with Hoop Dreams, and I, I sat through it not too many years ago. It's 1994. PG-13, it's a documentary, basically. Two hours and 50 minutes. Yeah, you got to have three hours to get through this one. Um, it follows two high school players, William Gates and Arthur Agee, uh, in Chicago as they are being recruited. And it's brutal. It is not a comedy. Um, it's a film that follows the lives of two inner city Chicago boys struggling to become basketball players on the road to going professional. Uh, if you remember William Gates and Arthur Agee, I'm not sure which one of them went to UNLV, I believe, uh, Jerry Tarkanian, UNLV. This, this movie is from 1994. It got 8.3. That is an enormously high rating on IMDb. 8.3. Uh, I remember I watched it. It was documentary. I was riveted. I was riveted because you could see coaches coming to see these players, uh, the wrong kind of people getting in their ear, money guys were there along the way, and they both of them lived in little bitty apartments with their single moms, and uh, it was not a good upbringing for these guys. But basketball was their key to get out. And the question was, were they going to make it? Were they going to make it? Now, you never heard, I don't think you ever heard the name William Gates or Arthur Agee in the NBA. So we kind of know that uh, they didn't make it that far. But uh, it is, it, it's a, it's a must watch. It's a must watch if you, if you want to know the history of basketball. This is one of those that shows you what it was really like, uh, you know, trying to, Get out of a bad situation by the use of your basketball talent. It's a great film. I will take a break. I'll come back. I got uh, some more I want to talk about. I did it again, by the way. Douglas, I did it again. I spent the whole first segment not talking about them, and now I'm behind the eight ball with this last segment. When had a bad habit, huh? I, 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 you know what? I got a lot of bad habits. Oh. But uh, we'll, we'll try to get through it. I got a few more to talk about after the break. You're listening to... Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment of the week. The Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450. If you'd like to talk basketball movies, 502-384-1450. And the, uh, tech, the uh, Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your last-minute text in into the show at that number, 414-1450. Gwinnett beat the Bats 8-7 in extra innings last night. They'll be back at it tonight right here on the Big X, 7 5 first pitch. 
6.35 pregame. And don't forget, uh, Saturday, I will be on the road in Jasper, Indiana, as the New Albany Bulldogs continue their run toward a state title. They take on the Jasper Wildcats, 11 a.m. Eastern time, right here on the Big X. I'll be on the call for that one, and hopefully another one later that night for the Bulldogs. All right, back to uh, the list of basketball movies. After the poll, I... Uh, Hoosiers was a big winner, of course, 70 points, 21 apiece for White Men Can't Jump and Hoop Dreams. Then the numbers dropped significantly. But uh, the number four movie on the list was Coach Carter, one that I'd forgotten about, quite frankly. Samuel L. Jackson uh, plays coach of his former high school, great players, but he has an academic code for them, an academic uh, contract with the team. They don't live up to it, and to the chagrin of the community and the school and the parents, he locks them out. He says, that's it. We're not playing basketball anymore. You have a contract. You have to have respectful behavior. You have to uh, academically do the right things, good grades. You have a dress code. And everybody says, oh, that's great. We're winning. Well, then when the kids decide they do, do poorly in class or they don't dress correctly or poor behavior, he just says, that's it. We're done. Um, and, of course, in the end, he prevails because he taught them the right things. Rick Gonzalez as Timo Cruz is really good. Um, I didn't know Channing Tatum. I forgot Channing Tatum. It's one of his first movies. Octavia Spencer, Academy Award winner, was in this movie as well. Coach Carter, PG-13, two hours, 16 minutes. It did get a 7.3 on IMDb. That is pretty good. Number uh, five on the list, Space Jam. Yeah, that's Space Jam. Michael Jordan, 1996. It's a short one. It's an hour and 28 minutes long. Partially animated, partially uh, live action. Um, and like I said, under an hour and a half long, 6.5. Not a good score. Not a, not a very good score in IMDb. Michael Jordan is the star. And this movie was made for... A, we're going to put on some Looney Tunes, and B, uh, let's get a movie and put Michael Jordan in it. People will come watch it, and they did. And people still love it. They love it a lot more than the uh, most recent Space Jam with LeBron James. I'm not saying Mike was better than LeBron. I'm just saying people like that. Nobody. I got, I got zero votes for the second Space Jam. All right? That, that tells me a lot. I got zero votes. Wayne Knight, uh, who played Newman in Seinfeld, is uh, one of the main characters in this movie as well. But this is all about NBA guys. Uh, Bill Murray was in it, but you had Larry Bird, you had Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, Sean Bradley, uh, Vlade Divac, among others. And, uh, you know, some media members came along as well. Jim Rome was in it, I think. Um, it, it, you know, it's a nice way to spend a Thursday evening with your grandson watching Space Jam. Nothing negative in this movie. Uh, some really pretty good animated scenes as well. But you either you either like Space Jam or you didn't see Space Jam. It's hard, it's hard to not like Space Jam. I mean, I I understand. I, I don't understand it, but people don't. Some people just don't like Hoosiers the movie. If you don't like Space Jam. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's gone so badly in your life. Space Jam's—it's fun. 
Number six on the list, semi-pro. All right, let's get into it. I love semi-pro. I love a good raunchy comedy. It's rated R, hour and a half long, 2008. Jackie Moon, he's owner, coach, player of the Flint Tropics, a fictional ABA team, and they want to join the NBA. This is this is uh, the timeline here. This takes place in the final season before the ABA-NBA merger. And the NBA was going to take four teams. They were taking the New Jersey Nets, who are now the Brooklyn Nets. They were taking the San Antonio Spurs, the Indiana Pacers, the Denver Nuggets. Well, at a board meeting, Jackie Moon or Will Farrell goes in and says, hey, why shouldn't the four best teams in the league move on? And some of the other owners, like the Kentucky Colonels owner, by the way, agrees with him. Yeah, that's right. The best four teams should go into the league. Well, they promise him that. Then they renege on that promise. That's not going to happen. It takes place in 1976. He is great. Uh, I think he's great in everything. Woody Harrelson as Monix is fantastic as well. Andre 3000 playing Clarence, one of the basketball players. This is where the alley-oop was invented. Um, the Will Arnett and uh, Andy Richter play the radio crew, the radio announcers. And, you know, I've got a spot in my, special spot in my heart for all these radio guys. But Will Arnett's great. And when Andy Richter says uh, after a, a, an alley-oop and a dunk, and they're just dumbfounded. They've never seen anything like this. When Andy Richter says, uh, I'm being told that's called an alley-oop. Or, I'm sorry, Andy Daly, Dick Pepperfield. Yeah. I, he says, I'm being told that's called an alley-oop. Um, I lost it. I lose it there. Uh, Rob Cordry, David Keckner. Matt Walsh, who's in a lot of uh, Will Ferrell movies. Jackie Earl Haley as Dukes, the guy that wins a big check for making a three-quarter court shot, uh, but they don't have the money to pay him. Corn Dog Night. And these were real things in the ABA. Corn Dog Night. If the Tropics scored over a certain amount of points, free corn dogs. Well, they didn't even have corn dogs. And Jackie Moon starts playing defense against his own team. He didn't want them to score enough points for free corn dogs. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, in a very short role, sitting in the stands eating his own nachos that he brought to the game. And Will Ferrell stops the game, goes over, and knocks them out of his hand. Uh, it is not appropriate for children. Don't let your kids watch it. But semi-pro 2008, fantastic. All right, I got a lot of uh, a lot more to get to, but I don't have the time because, once again, I put myself in a pickle. Blue Chips, Nick Nolte uh, is great. College basketball coach forced to break the rules in order to get the players he needs to stay competitive. It touches on point shaving. It touches on illegal recruiting. Um, Matt Nover is surprisingly good, the former Indiana University player. J.T. Walsh playing the booster, happy. He's very hateable, which he's supposed to be. Ed O'Neill playing the uh, media guy, trying to uncover everything. Bob Cousy as the athletic director, fantastic. Shaquille O'Neal as Neon Bodu is great. Penny Hardaway as Butch McRae is great. Matt Nover played Ricky Rowe, and uh, his dad got a free tractor from uh, the Boosters. Bob Knight was in it. Rick Pitino was in it. George Raveling. Uh, Larry Bird. Um, one of the attractions was somebody got to go to Larry Bird's court 
and uh, hang out with Larry. That was a recruiting enticement. It's great. Great movie. Dickie V. Um, trying to think who else of the coaches. I know Bayheim was in it at one point. It's a great it's a great movie. If you haven't seen Blue Chips, and look, not a lot of people know about Blue Chips. It's one of those under the radar movies. Nineteen ninety-four. Hour forty-eight minutes. Only six point two in IMDB. I, I would contest that. Glory Road got a lot of votes. The uh Texas Western win over Kentucky in the NCAA tournament, the first time an all black starting lineup had defeated an all white starting lineup. Uh Josh Lucas. In that, as a, as a Coach Haskins, and uh, John Voigt played Adolph Rupp in that one, if you didn't know. Glory Road is a good movie that didn't get any votes on here because I got a, a lot of U.K. fans who wouldn't vote for it because Kentucky got beat. But it got 7.2 on IMDb. That's a pretty high score. Anything over seven is good. One-on-one. Uh, -on -one. I talked to Matt before uh, after his show before I got on the air about one-on-one. -on -one. 1977. He's never heard of it. Robbie Benson. A young Annette O'Toole. Um, it's about small-town basketball star. He's great. He goes to college. You know, he's okay. He's not great. Henry Steele is his name. And he and the coach don't get along. The coach is trying to force him to give up his scholarship. He doesn't want to do that. Then eventually a game comes along where they need him, and he, he plays great. He wins the game. And, uh, you know, he basically wins the day. He can tell he tells the coach to go all the way up with a red-hot poker or something like that. It's, uh, it's, it's a good movie. It's, look, it's dated. It's 1977. You're not going to, you know, recognize college basketball as it really is today, but it's fun. I mean, Iron 38 minutes, 6.5 on IMDb. And Annette O'Toole, a young Annette O'Toole, I'll just say this, spectacular. Got a lot of votes, not a lot of votes, but I got enough votes to mention The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh, 1979. And uh, one voter said to me, if it's got Julia Serving and Meadowlark Lemon in it, it's got to be top three. I'm not going to argue with that. An hour of 42 minutes, PG rated, 1979. Julia Serving, Jonathan Winters, remember Jonathan Winters, Meadowlark Lemon, uh, Kareem was in this movie. <sighs> Man, it was, uh, I guess you want to know what it was about, right? Yeah, yeah, probably want to know what it was about. Pittsburgh uh, team, they're terrible, and they get an astrologer in and some new astrologically compatible players. Maybe they can become winners. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pythons. In the NBA, again, a fictional team, of course. Uh, but Julia Serving is Julia Serving. He's, you know, he's not playing anybody else. He's got a different name in the movie. It's Moses Guthrie, but he's, uh, well, he's Julia Serving. The other one I wanted to talk about was Fast Break. Fast Break is uh, Gabe Kaplan and my man Kent Taylor from Wave Three. I'm going to throw him under the bus here. He didn't understand why there wasn't more love for Mr. Cotter and Fast Break. 1979, Gabe Cotter, uh, Harold Sylvester, Bernard King, a uh, great player was in this movie. Uh, you know, this guy becomes a coach, and he it's a small Nevada college, and he brings Bernard King along with him. 
He begs Bernard King to play on this team. Um, look, IMDB gave it 6.1. It's not great. All right, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.